we've been talking about the revelation of hearing and how important it is to hear correctly. And how that, we told you that how you hear is what? The attitude in which you hear. How you hear denotes attitude. So that means I'm going to hear either with full attention or nonchalantly, or I'm not going to hear you at all. And we fall into that category sometimes in all three. But we need to learn to hear the voice of God. We're living in very dangerous times when it's not good to separate yourself from the voice of God. Turn your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's pick up where we left off last Sunday. Hallelujah. That's 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Hallelujah. And we were defining, we were talking about the characteristics here. Well, let's just read it. Start with verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. How is grace and peace going to be multiplied? Through knowledge. So there must be a knowing of God to bring peace. Mm. And grace. I got to know something about God for that to take place in my life. I can't assume it. I must know it. This is why I'm trying to help you to get your hearing fine-tuned because in this final hour, we got to know some things and not assume it. You know, I can assume that somebody like me, but if I don't know for certain that they love me, I'm going on a false assumption because it could hate me. And they could be a plant to destroy my life. But I'm assuming they never told me they love me. They never told me they like me. So how do I know they like me because they hang out with me? That don't mean they like you. There is an assumption. You think because a person is present, they like you. And it's not always true. Hmm. So we don't want to assume things about God. We want to know. Say, I need to know. Verse 3. According as his, as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through. How am I going to get this divine power? How am I going to access all the things that he has left unto me? Through the knowledge of him. Who's the him they're talking about? Jesus. See, because our life is to mimic Jesus. He's our example. So I need to know something about Jesus. And his life so I can be just like him. Mm. Which means I got to take time to spend with the person that's been sent to train me about him. Because Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, I'm sending you the comforter. He's not going to talk about himself. He's going to show you me. He's going to explain to you who I am and what you can do. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. 
Are you going to yield to him? He's here for our good. He says, why? Because in verse 4, it gives us a reason why. Because there have been given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, by these what? Great and precious promises, you might know or you might partake first of the divine nature. See, we, we get it confused now. The divine nature of God is in you if you accepted God. But the less you know about it, the less you can activate. Because the divine nature doesn't automatically rise up in you. It has to be summons, for lack of a better term. You have to want to use it. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you know God. There's an assumption. I'm born again, so I know God. No, you don't know God. You still know about him. There's an assumption. See, you're hanging out again. Because when you know God, things about your life change. There are some things you just don't want to do. There are some things you will not do when you know him. There are some things you will do because you know him. He says, the reason you need to know about these great and precious promises, the reason you need to partake of the divine nature so you can escape the corruption that is in the world. So that tells me I don't have to be a victim of what's happening out there in the world. I have a greater edge than the world. I don't have to become a victim. And if you, if you identify as a victim because of your skin color, you are missing. That means that tells me you don't know God. You have an assumption of God. You don't know God yet. And your skin color, identifying with that so exclusively is going to hang you up. You're not going to be able to hear and partake of his divine nature. It's going to block it. You say, but I am, I'm a certain color. Do I did not, nobody, everybody can look at you and see what color you are. You don't need to explain that. If they, if they can't see what color you are, they got the issue. Don't you have it? You don't, you don't need to promote it. Be a Christian. You don't need to promote that. You ain't got to be a, a black one or a white one. Just be a Christian. You said that sounds racist. <laughs> I, I, I would say what I said in my mind, but I ain't going to say it. Because <laughs> I'm not just talking to family right now. I got people online looking. Hmm. Calm down, girl. Calm down. See, I don't like when we try to make these things and distinguish between what the word says and what the world is saying. I don't like it when we take the world's idea and try to make it God's. God never separated us by color. 
He didn't establish religion. He didn't organize a denomination. And if you read your Bible carefully, even Apostle Paul never called the, uh, the church by the people's color skin or identification by the people. It was always by the town, the church in Corinth, the church of Macedonia, the church of Asia. It was about location. Had nothing to do with skin color, doctrine or beliefs. We did all of that dividing. The devil aided us in dividing so that we don't be strong together. And to keep you out from the good things that God has already provided for you. You got to rise above some things. You know, if you want to live better, you got to rise above some of the hood ideals. That's that just it. You can't bring the hood in everything you do. It's just not going to work. Not when you're talking about being better. And that's not a put down of people that live in the hood. If you want to get out so you can help them, you got to rise above where they are. You can't continue to talk like them, look like them, act like them, and rise above them. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to change your vernacular, let them get used to you saying all the N's and R's and you know what I'm talking about? Instead of, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, um. What? When you begin to change, see, when you start knowing God, your speech is the very first thing that gets impacted when you start knowing God. Mm. Look at verse five. And besides this, Given all diligence, add to your faith, so faith can be added to. Say faith, faith can be added to. So that means I can add something to my faith. So to have faith with no virtue makes my faith non-existent. My faith is in vain if I have no standard of excellence. Mm. So to believe, to tell somebody, I got faith in God, but your whole house is raggedy. From the front door all the way to the back door, they can't get in your house. Your faith is in vain. Oops, oops, oops. Did, did I just mess with somebody? Now, everybody's house get messed up on occasion. Y'all know that. But, I mean, you know what? If your bed not made up, you can close the door in there. But every room looking like you just came out of a tornado. How you going to use your faith? Who are you going to bring in that environment? And say, come on over here. Let me pray for you. Okay, y'all got it. So faith, the Bible says you can add excellence to your faith. Excellence is a requirement in the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, look at uh, Proverbs 15. Look at Proverbs 15. 
because that I'm I'm gonna stick right there for a moment because we as the body of Christ we got to get back to having a standard of excellence. Whatever you do, if you work in upstairs on the soundboard, if you're on the camera, if you're back there in the media department, do it with excellence. Why? Now the glory of God can come in there and give you wisdom about something you don't understand. He can enhance you. But I'm tired of sloppy agape. Just throw anything at God. But when you go to your job, would you do that on your job? They might fire your hips. Hmm. So you're going to do what they tell you to do on the job the way they tell you to do it because you might get fired. But in the kingdom, well, God understands. No, he does not. And neither do Pastor Diana. Because if I'm going to be a part of something, I'm going to do it 101%. Because I want my name to have the same integrity as Jesus' name. That's that stand of excellence we got to come back to. Why? Because now this sharpens my hearing. You'd be amazed that when you are trifling and lazy about stuff, your hearing becomes dull. Man, you don't hear well. Are you at Proverbs 15? Look at verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So he says you got to be excellent in, in controlling your mouth. <clears throat> the tongue of the wise uses knowledge of right. See, I just told you. you. You practice becoming skilled in how you talk. It's not about whether or not you pronounce every word correctly. That's not what I'm saying. You become skilled at how to respond to people. You practice that. That's a standard of excellence. So you don't just shoot from the hips and then divulge stuff that you shouldn't even tell. You know, I was watching the court hearing of the later that's being charged and they're trying to get off President Trump case and I believe she should be removed. She should be disbarred because she's done some criminal activity. Any one of us that had done it, we'd be in jail. But she is so cocky and so arrogant, she don't believe that she's going to be penalized for all the crimes she's done. This is why she can sit up in the courthouse and speak to the judge as though she's speaking to one of her hood friends. See, there's an assumption. See, no standard of excellence, no standard of integrity. Integrity would keep you out of those kind of environments. Ooh, Jesus. Look at verse 2 again. The tongue of the wise use the knowledge of right, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. And when I saw that, I said, Lord, she's telling all her business and don't even know it. Because people with wisdom have picked it up. How in the world you spend all that cash money with no receipts? You in an official position. How you go on a trip and don't have no receipts? And you got $15,000 in your house, cash. You sound like a drug lord. That's what I would be thinking. I got a right to assume that. 
Who keep that kind of money in the house on a regular basis? And then you get your boyfriend, twenty-five. I only gave him twenty-five hundred dollars or something like that. I'm going like, is this woman really thinking, or she just lost her mind? See, the devil don't care. When it's time for you to be exposed, he'd have no mercy. She's becoming the scapegoat. Because nobody else wanted to take this case but her. Sometimes you ask yourself, I wonder why. I wonder why. And there's always somebody that's looking at that skin color. Thinking they got more brains than the devil. Send you up. All the years of going to school. Going to go down the drain. Because you hate one man. Stupid. Should have just left him alone. Because the Lord knows how to, if he wronged the Lord, not to deal with it. We got to stop trying to expose everybody. You better keep yourself. Watch this. Verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So where is there a breach? In the spirit. There's a separation between the spirit and your mouth. There's a breach somewhere, and nothing wrong with the spirit. The breach is between your mouth and your spirit, man. He's trying to get you to say one thing, and you're saying what you feel. You ever been there? I'm going to tell him what I feel. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to just tell him what I feel. And the spirit of God said, why don't you keep your mouth shut? This ain't the time to say what you got to say. Listen to me. I'll make you look smart. You start talking, you can look dumb. Keep you cool. This is why the Bible tells us to be quick to hear, slow to speak. You need to hear faster than you talk. Because in the hearing, he'll tell you what to say or if you should say anything at all. This will keep you a lot of arguments between your spouses. If you be quick to hear, you know that little soft spot, that spot that they always annoy you in. You need to toughen yourself up. Practice. Pretend they there getting on your nerves. Just go and do your little skit. Pretend and go ahead and toughen yourself. And I'm going to say that, let's see, y'all think I'm playing. But if you don't put yourself in the test, the devil going to test you. <laughs> and I will act out things. Because there were certain things my husband would do that would pluck my nerves. And I know there were things I did that plucked his. Now, he might not have done what I did, but he, you know, he, he became very mature in some things over time when he discovered I was right. But, you know, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but I would actually put myself in a scenario and begin to train myself how to respond if it came, if it came up. Because I knew that was a spot that would annoy me if I didn't deal with it. So I could hear God in case there an instruction come 
in, when the fire began to come out, you know, when the dot being thrown and the fiery dots are thrown at you, you got to hear real quick or else you're going to say something that you can't retrieve back any kind of way. Mm. So he says, Whew, there's a breach in the spirit. Look at verse 5. A fool despises his father's instruction. Only a fool won't listen to his father that's got a good father. The Bible called you a fool. Now, I didn't call you a fool. The Bible called you a fool. Now, if you want to get angry, you get angry with God. Now, he's your only help. Kind of dumb to get mad with your help. Because he's the only one that can keep you from being a fool. But the reason you are fool because you despise your father's instruction. But he that regardeth his father's instruction or his father's reproof is prudent. This person is known as being wise. Because the Bible, there's a scripture that talks about even a child is known by their action. Whether or not they have integrity or not. Because children can have integrity or they can lack it. You get a little child to start lying, they're not going to have much integrity. Look at Proverbs 20. Because if you don't correct it in there when they're little, they're going to grow up to be big liars. Proverbs 20, verse 4. I'm making a big to-do about excellence. Why? It has to come back to the body of Christ. Because we let stuff go. Because the world accepts a lower standard of anything. They lower the education because they think you, see, this is where y'all don't make sense. And I'm not talking about y'all in this room. If you're listening online and you happen to think this way, just go ahead and grin and bear it. Cause I'm going to say it anywho. Uh, this is what got on my nerve. <clears throat> you fight about your skin color, but then they lower the education standard because they don't think you're capable of learning. So much to the place, children are leaving school in the 12th grade and still can't read. They're just pushing you through like animals. There is no more real education it's indoctrination hate your mama hate authority become gay try it anyhow that's all they're learning to learn how to read write you better know how to do it parent because your child not being taught that in school see there's an assumption because your child going to school they're getting educated. No, they're becoming indoctrinated. And by the time you recognize it, they don't want your God. Because that teacher has a hold of them for eight hours, and you don't. And they get to impart in your child morals and principles. And if you're not teaching the word at home, what do they have to bump against what the teacher's saying? See, law, think about it. For all you lazy parents that say you say, and you don't have time to train your kids at home. 
See, when my husband and I was having our children, our first thought was if they didn't learn education at all, natural education, they're going to know this word because I could teach them to read. My husband was good at math. He could teach them math, basic things. I could teach them to write. Because you know what? Two plus two is always going to equal what? Four. So you can pick that up at any junction in your life. But you got to get these children when they're young to hear this gospel. If they're going to grow up and love the gospel. We're waiting until they decide. The Bible says a fool despises his father's instruction. Mm, that could be male or female. God trying to get a hold of some of y'all right now. Don't turn away from that. Don't turn me off because you're upset because I said something about your house. You need to hear the truth. If it's ever going to get right, you got to hear the truth. Did I read Proverbs 24? No, we haven't read that yet. Come on. The sluggard would not plow by reason of the cold. <laughs> He's not going to plant nothing. He's not going to till the land because it's cold outside. <laughs> Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. So don't expect to have a lot. Y'all need to hear this. When you don't sow. If you don't sow, I didn't say if you don't tithe. That's a whole nother issue. But if you don't give at all, what you going to expect in harvest time? What are you looking for? You got to hear the truth. Are you hearing? Come on. Because we got to step up some things in our lives if we want to go to another level. We got to stop acting like kids when it comes to these things of God. Counsel in the heart of man, verse 5, is like deep water, but a man of understanding would draw it out. See, the counsel is in a person that walks in wisdom, and he can draw it out. But if there is nothing there, you can't draw it. Nothing's been put in. Where you, what you going to draw from? Your assumptions. That's all you're going to come up with. Well, I, I think the Lord going to do this for me. No, no, no. You're supposed to know what your father would do for you. It's time for us thinking that God would do something for us. I'm supposed to know it. I'm supposed to know what God would do for me. Because it's written. He made it very plain what he would do for me. And I'm supposed to know it, not assume it. Because in my knowing comes the faith to make it happen. He says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. See, a lot of people out there boasting about what they got, who they are, what they can do. But a faithful person, 
Somebody that don't need popularity. Somebody that don't need to be a celebrity. Somebody that don't need to be always in the face of every pastor that show up. Can you find somebody that's just plain old faithful? Just faithful. Woo, Jesus. Mm. The just man walketh in his integrity. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed because he has integrity. Oh, let me read that out another translation. The lovers of God who walk in integrity and their children are fortunate to have godly parents as their examples. Oh, my word. You children, you need to hear this one up. You are nutcase. Excuse me. If that's not you. To come against a godly parent. You are nuts. From the littlest to the oldest, you are nuts. To come against godly parents. You are blessed because you got godly parents. Not because you've been right. What you got today ain't got nothing to do with you. It's because you got godly parents. The house you living in right now got nothing to do with you. You don't pay no rent. You don't buy any food. Has nothing to do with you. It's because you got godly parents. All the godly parents already said, teach, pastor. <laughs> Y'all scared your kids sitting in the room with you. What's wrong with you? You already said, teach, pastor. Because <laughs> these children, they have a label for nothing. And they rise up against you. The Bible says it's not going to go well with them. I don't care who they are. You rise up against a godly parent. If they don't intercede for you, your life is in danger. So I'm, I'm warning you, don't rise up against your godly parents. You need to learn how to work with them. Love them. Honor them. Ooh, that ain't even my Mother's Day message. See, it ain't even got here yet. Or the Father's Day message. Y'all need to. <laughs> Look at Proverbs 22, 15. I'm, I'm going to this route because I want y'all to see how important excellence is. Because integrity is tied to excellence. Because you're not going to be any more excellent than you are integral. You're not going to be any more excellent than you are integral. If you lack integrity, that means if you lack the ability to do what's right when wrong is presented, your standard of excellence is not going to be any better than your standard of integrity. If somebody was to bribe you and you know they're bribing you to do something wrong, would you take it? Now you got to walk in your integrity. There's a lot of bribing going on today. They're giving you all kinds of entertainment in the, in the church buildings now 
to bribe people to stay. Well, I'm not going to give you the hoochie-coochie so you can stay. You won't do that in your house, do it in your house, but we're not going to have that in the house of God. We're not going to play Beyonce in this house. It's been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. I don't care who does it. I don't care what popular person does it. It does not bring glory and honor to God. And they said, well, we want 150 people from our uh, event. No, you didn't. You made people come and think they have something that they don't have. You caused them to join religion. They didn't get Jesus. They got entertainment. And, and as soon as you don't do that, they're going to leave you. Because they didn't come for Jesus. They came because you played the song they liked to dance. And you gave them alcohol. They didn't come because of Jesus. Because Jesus won the drawing card. Alcohol and dancing was. Now how you expect people going to all of a sudden switch over to Jesus and be sanctified when you got them started wrong? There is an assumption. Look at your neighbor say, there is an assumption. We assume a lot of stuff about God. And you know, they, they pull out where Jesus went amongst the wine people and he sat down. You don't know what Jesus did. You think you know what that word says. You need to hear it taught. Not pull out of context. Put it in the right setting. Jesus went there because of one person and the whole household got saved. Jesus didn't go there to hang out and become buddies with the winos and the liars and the thieves and play cards with them and gamble. No, he went in there and won the man and his whole household. Now, is that what you're doing? Because the Lord told you to go there? Okay, you got my vote. But why I keep seeing you going back? And look like you're turning into them. Mm-hmm. See, your integrity is at stake. You'd be surprised how we compromise our integrity for the sake of having somebody in our life. Mm. Proverbs 22:15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction should drive it far from here. Him. It says, rebellion is woven into a young man's heart, though discipline can make him into a real man. Oh, glory to God. Daddies, do your job. Mamas, stop being a problem. Smile. You know y'all mamas. That's my baby. Don't beat my baby. Daddy. Take him and wear his butt out. Mama, take him and wear his butt out. He's going to get a warped sense of authority when there's only one person doing the beating. If he got to wait for daddy to come home to get a spanking, you just lost the war. You need to tear their little hips up when dad ain't home. So they understand you are an authority too. 
Otherwise, you're going to be the buddy. I can get away stuff. You lose your integrity in your own house because you're trying to be a buddy to a little kid that can't poop good. Can't cook. Can't drive. Can't hardly talk. And you're trying to be his buddy. When the Bible said foolishness is bound up in him. It's some things you got to beat out. Say beat out. We didn't say abuse. It says you got to beat it out. That's the only way it's going to come out. I don't care what you think, say, do whatever. It's some stuff in your kids that's in there because you didn't beat it out in a timely way. Now it's going to have life in it. It's gonna, they're going to display it. See, you said that's, that sounds hard. But God is a God of excellence. He done put up with foolishness the way you think. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. He's the governor. He's the regulator. He's, staying, he's, he's the one to go between. Jesus is the barrister. He is our Lord. He stands between your death and life because we had to deal with God Almighty. A lot of us would not be here today. You need to read the Old Testament when they had to deal with God because Jesus went in the earth. Mm. Okay, we're still talking about excellence and integrity. He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to one. So in other words, I'm going to steal from you to give to make myself richer. Not because I have a right to prosperity, because we're not talking about that. But I'm going to cheat you so I can enrich my pocket. See, that's the lack of integrity. I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to change the date on the loaf of bread. You know, I used to uh, try to go to a certain local store because it was a skin color. But the bread was never fresh. And I asked them, I said, why is bread not fresh? But if I went down the street to where they were campaigning against, the bread was always fresh. So I'm saying, can't you get some fresh bread in your store? And the remark was, blacks don't care. Now, that was one-to-one. And you know what I did, right? I told him, I said, you know what? I tried to help because I, I believe in investing in local companies. I said, but I don't like anybody that have lack of integrity. My money was spent anywhere. And that's what you need to know. So your lack of integrity, you're going to go broke. Somebody's going to catch up with you after a while. You're going you're gonna to lose a lot. Why? You lack integrity. You should give people a good product. When I make my handkerchiefs, another person that was making them at the same time I was making them, but they was buying that 99 cents fabric. You could see through it when you held it up. I bought the best broadcloth that the store offered. And I didn't raise the price because the fabric costs more. The lace by itself. For three yards of lace, I could spend up to $15 for three yards of lace. But I didn't increase my price. You know why? I wanted people to have a quality product. So at my own expense, 
Now, some of you got my product, and it's still in good shape. You know why? Because it started out good. It didn't start out cheap. I still have my handkerchiefs and my lap cloths today. I still make them on occasion. Why? Because it's a good product. When you cheat people, eventually they're gonna not, you're going to lose them as a customer. So selling them an inferior product is not wise. You are oppressing the poor so you can get rich. You're giving them something because you figure they don't know the difference. Mm. That's a wrong mindset. I know I'm teaching y'all this morning. So hold on. That's all right. God will hear you. He'll put some ointment in you. Go home and, and let this word deal with you. Because it's time to bring back a standard of excellence to the body of Christ. Why? Now we can grow once we get some excellence. Once we put integrity in place, we can grow. Because from here we get knowledge. You don't have knowledge afforded you without a standard of excellence and integrity. Knowledge won't come your way. You'll keep operating under assumptions. Woo, Jesus. Well, look, let's read what verse 16 says again. He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to poverty or to want. That means one day you're going to have a need. And suppose somebody gave you what you gave them. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing in our medical field. They're giving us inferior products for the sake of money. Because there is a way to do stuff and get results. But it's all about money. Why wait? See, let me, let me share with y'all. Most medical products get grants, and they have a testing time in those grants. It could be 30 years, it could be 15 years, it could be 10, depending on the type of medication. Aspirin been around a long time, and they have to keep reinventing it. Why? Time of the grant is up. So they'll come out with a new name or add something to it. And then they'll tell you to do this. And I'm not coming against aspirin. But, you know, we took it for almost everything. You had a headache, you take an aspirin. You had a stomachache, you take an aspirin. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you lived in. When we were coming up, that's all our parents knew was to give you an aspirin. If they didn't know prayer, they gave you an aspirin. But these things have time zones on them. Therefore, Whenever their grant is about to run out, they have to reinvent it, rename it. Not necessarily improve it, because it's about money. See, that's what happened with the metformin. It comes as glucophage, whatever. You say, I don't take metformin. You take glucophage, you take a metformin. It's got aliases, put it like that, because of the grant time that you're facing. Please, 
But let's be integral in how we do. And see, what we see now, our nations are breaking down because of disease and sickness. Where the old used to be old and spry. Now they're breaking down because of all the medication they're on. They're not living out their complete years. Because somebody told them, you got to be on this for the rest of your life. That's a lie. It's a complete lie. The word will heal you. It says, verse 17, I'm getting ready to close. Bow down thine ear and hear. Say hear. And hear. Not assume. But pay attention to the words of the wise. And then apply thine heart unto my knowledge. He says, don't just hear it and do nothing with it. Apply it. Apply it. Because it's in the doing. Not just in, that's right, Pastor. I, I heard that. That's right. I heard that. I heard that in my heart. But what are you going to do with it? You need to apply it to that broken part of you. Take it and apply it. Look at your neighbor and say, apply the word. Mm. Apply your heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall withal be fitted in thy lips. Oh, Jesus. I told you, when you get to know, the first thing changes is your mouth. He began to change the way you talk. You don't know God if you keep saying, uh, I think so, I hope so. Uh, it's something about there's a breach between your mouth and your spirit, man. Because he wants you to know. You got, But you got to change what you say, remember my scenario I told you. I go home and put myself in a negative environment in my mind, practice how I will respond so that I can overcome it. You need to do the same thing. You, you know, instead of saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, you need to say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the Lord. You need to start practicing, saying what the word says about you. If you don't ever see yourself doing that, you will never do it. It's not going to happen just because you say it one time. This got to become your lifestyle. He told them to apply it. Ooh, Jesus. For it's a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall with all be fitted in thy lips. Look at verse 19. That thy trust, the whole reason, Parents do what they do. The whole reason Dr. Davis and I did and raised our children the way we did, so their trust may be in the Lord. See, it was not, I, we didn't want them to have their whole life dependent on us. Yes, look at dad and mom. Look at our integrity. Look at our life of faithfulness. Get us, as, use us as an example. But I want you to trust in the Lord. I got to teach you how to trust in the Lord. Why? He says, that thy trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even 
to thee. I'm teaching you excellence and integrity so you can know and trust in the Lord. Why? Because that's the door to knowledge. Nobody's going to give reveal to you the secrets of how they develop and how they got rich when they look at your life and you have no standard of excellence and no integrity. Nobody's going to divulge to you how to overcome when you're not going to use it. They're not going to tell you. Did you learn anything this morning? 